Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. That's the kind of stuff you do when your name's on the show, huh? <laughs> You're so ridiculous. He's so comfortable, isn't he? So ridiculous. Yes. What's Good morning in that? New York City. <laughs> That's the music. It is the music, hey. yes. Are you performing? It's great. That's good. Slightly yeah. ridiculous. It's Friday. <laughs> it's Monica Friday. Monica joining us here in the studio. Jay Will in L.A. Western Conference Finals. You Wake had, up, Jay. You had a, a now a, a win by up, the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> I see Monica every day. This is what I hear when I turn on the TV screen at 3 a.m. I hear a key. Wake up, Jay. Hey, Jay. Like, it's 3 a.m., Key. I'm up. I don't I'm care up. what Key says about you, Jay. We know you out here working on the grind. True to this, not new to this. Stop being a hater, Key. I yeah, just said, wake up. That's not hating. I just want him to be up. You know, it's early. Heck, man, he's used to the West Coast now. <laughs> right? right? Time zone. Right. I want him to wake up. That's all. Wake up, Key. He's been, I'm up. I've been up since, <laughs> I've been up since like 1 a.m. I don't never go to sleep. No, no, Key's at the point I'm like now. an Energizer oh, bunny. Why are you bringing some of them wings you put in the air fryer? Come on. What are you doing? Yeah, I, I still haven't seen the air exactly. fryer. Exactly. No, you up pr- at yeah, you one. Promising me that. Let's get us some wings next Yeah, nobody show. ever brings breakfast, I've noticed. Wings for breakfast? We're all kind of on our own here. I offer breakfast all the time, Alan. You do you offer it. At yes, the end of the show. You do. Yeah, it's a little late at that point. Key, you don't eat, Key. What do you eat in the morning? It's not for public knowledge. It's only for your consumption, not yes. everybody else's. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> Please, Han, take this back. Yeah, let's take this back. Why don't we here? Uh, because we were just talking about this earlier, and it's worth bringing back because Ben Simmons, and we, we just actually touched on and take it or shake it, we're all kind of in the agreement. Six are going to move on from him, right? I would think so. All, all you have to do is just hear the wording. Adrian Wojnarowski is, is obviously our, our best at it when it comes to covering the NBA. And he said this on SportsCenter, and just listen to the way he worded things that kind of suggests to you uh, the direction the Sixers are going to go in as they are working now with Simmons and his representation about where to go from here. Simmons agent Rich Paul of Clutch Sports met with Daryl Morey, the Sixers president, and their general manager, Elton Brand, in the last couple of days in Chicago at the Combine and talked about Ben Simmons' future and whether or not It would be or should be in Philadelphia. Now, there was no trade requested. And right now, they're planning to keep talking, you know, as we get closer to the draft and August free agency. But Philadelphia remains committed and trying to address some of the issues with Ben Simmons this summer, his free throw shooting, his shooting. They would like to continue to try to find a way to make this partnership work. Committed in addressing the issues and Find a way to make this work, Jay. That doesn't sound like they are fully committed in moving forward with Ben Simmons. I, I think the biggest challenge for the 76ers is that they have to remain realistic about the trade value of Ben. Because the days of you get in James Harden in return for Ben Simmons are over due to the way he's performed in the playoffs. And so if you're looking for depth or flexibility within your roster – then that's something that is feasible in a trade scenario for Ben. But it, it also is take a temperature on the marketplace and see what kind of feedback. Oh, I still think there will gosh. be teams in play that will want Ben, but I think you have to do that first. I said, oh, gosh, because I just saw the highlight on ESPN News. He, he, I'll be the last man, but he put up a shot. It didn't come nowhere near the square. Mm-mm. I was like, and that's the first time I saw that one. And you're right, though, Jay. You, you look at it. 
why would you tr- why would you devalue an asset that teams could potentially want for their system and their style of play? So what you say is, right now we're kind of trying to figure out how to fix the problem because we would like to hold on to him if we can. You don't want to all of a sudden uh, go out there on the limb and say. Well, we're done with him. We're moving and we're all looking for trade partners right now because you just never know in the end it may not work out the way you want it to. And what if you are stuck with him? And now not only from a fan base standpoint, a locker room standpoint, now from an organizational standpoint and a coaching, you have now alienated him even more by putting him out there on the trade block for a second time and then reneging the opportunity for him to go somewhere else. So you got to be very delicate in these situations. I agree with you. But I do think while we were all taken aback by just how poorly he played down the stretch in terms of big moments in this game. And, Jay, tell me if there's something here. I do think we have to give room for the playoffs, a series, and his overall body of work. We knew that Ben Simmons was not a shooter. I think this level of hesitancy to take shots was revealing. But I do wonder if there's a window of – I've now faced this team seven consecutive games in a row and they've got my number. And this is, while it's a symptom of a larger problem, he's still better than what we saw down the stretch in this playoff series. He's certainly, he's certainly a better player than what we saw Jay in the playoffs. But if they're trying to win a championship, he may not be a piece of the puzzle that can help them win that championship. Agreed. This is what, see, Monica, though, this is what bothers me about the conversation. I'd be curious to get your opinion on this because it feels like, and I get it, I'm not making any excuses for Ben at all. It's abysmal that he didn't shoot the ball or that sometimes it feels like he becomes passive with that mentality. But, like, this squad was also up 18 in game five. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're up 26 in game six. So I get frustrated because it's not – Tobias Harris, he got paid a lot of money. He shrunk in fourth quarters. Joel Embiid shrunk in fourth quarters. So as the news becomes, it's all about Ben Simmons in all time and what kind of problems does he have, I'm like, that, that. now can you win a championship with Ben Simmons? I'm like, yeah, Doc, you could have won a championship with Ben Simmons. That's how I would have answered the question. this year. Hey, Jay. You, you could have this year, Doc. Yeah. Like, Jay, but it's also your job to put players in position to succeed, and I'm not making excuses for Ben Simmons again, but that whole team shrunk, and like, that becomes that. not the narrative, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think we've asked this question yet because we always take it from the, the team perspective. I know he signed a contract, so it's really not up to him, but we've seen players you know, say, I've had it here. Does Ben Simmons want to stay in Philly? I don't think so. I don't think Ben Simmons rocks with Joel Embiid at all. Would you at rock all. with Just my personal opinion. Would you rock with somebody that because basically blamed you? But the basketball first. The basketball doesn't exactly work well with the two of them first. And then everything else goes from there. But as much as we're talking about the Sixers, Jay, I got this, this great stat this morning. The Hawks have been 6-2 and two in clutch time in this postseason. They've got the most mm. clutch time wins. So, yes, there's some issues that Philly needs to address if they want to be real contenders. But to me, you cannot knock the arrival of this Hawks squad. No, the Hawks, they get, they get all the praise in the world. But like Jay said, you up 18, you up 26, you close things out. You would, we may not even be having these type of conversations. Yeah. But it didn't happen that way. And when you're paying a guy 100 and what is 146 million, left over $146 million left over, and he's supposed to be a main piece of your puzzle, 
and it doesn't, he's not living up to the billing. It's the same thing with Paul George. It's the same when, when guys come in and they got all this hype and they got all the stuff, people expect a certain level and they got a certain expectations. So they pay you a certain amount of money. Yeah. And when it doesn't happen, people point to that. It's like, well, He's we're paying him all the money. How come he's not able so then, to get us over the top? So then, Key. So then, Jay. This is the first time that this unit got this far, right? Mm-hmm. So now, yep. so is are we are we completely punting? Because in the regular season, they never ben been was to the solid. second. They would never. I think right. This is, I think this is the deepest this group has gotten. I think. I, well, think I got to double, double check st- that. Did they not go to the second before? I don't. I don't. I think this is as deep as they. This is the deepest. They've no, been to the second no, before. They've been. They, yeah. They, they, I thought okay. so. Well, my I thought so. Was remember they had that bounce in the second yes. round. That You're right. That Kawhi's was bounce. The Raptors that bounce. They would have gone to the. So okay, then maybe that, that scratches my question then because they've been here. They just well, never got. My only problem with it though, Monica, is like, if you're my teammate, and we lose a game like that, and I rock with you. I'm not throwing you under the bus at the podium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's because like, I don't rock with well, you, so I'm going to throw well, you under the I'm, bus. Well, the, the problem, though, is that since those two have been there, there hasn't really been accountability on either one of them. They've both yeah. been able to do whatever they wanted to do. And I, I think that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. I, it might be time to blow it up, to be honest with you. I and mean, it start with Ben Simmons, but – is Tobias Harris the piece there as well? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll can you continue this discussion in a little bit. We got more uh, things to get to, of course, on the show. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Capital One with no fees or minimums on checking and savings account and an app that lets you bank anytime, anywhere. Choosing Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One and a member FDIC. Keyshawn J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn and Monica McNutt in with Key and Jay. We go right now to the Goodyear Hotline, and we join Dr. Alan Sills, who's the NFL Chief Medical Officer. Good morning, Dr. Sills. You know, the, the league gets through uh, a pandemic, plays a season, gets through it. We're seeing sports do that, and now we're at that point that we've been all waiting for, that return to normalcy, although with that normalcy comes – the vaccine uh, with the NFL camps opening up in less than a month. Uh, the c- first question I would have for you this morning is what process was taken as you prepare now for the new season to educate players on getting the vaccine for COVID-19? Well, we've had a lot of focus on education and that has been at, at multiple levels. So as a league, and we've worked together with the NFL Players Association at putting together educational forums and programs for not only players but for their families and also for our coaches and for our our staffs. Um, Individual clubs have hosted events and and then of course we've had uh, members of team medical staffs and other support staff within the team environment who've done individual events as well. So so there's been a lot of material that's been sent out but again it's been done very collaboratively, collaboratively. It's been done with the NFL Players Association and it's an ongoing process. It's not something that we think is complete. It's something that we want to continue to do um, as we move forward over the coming weeks and months. Dr. Seals, how surprised have you been about the amount of players who have publicly said they are not or will not get vaccinated? It's not surprising to me. I mean, I'm still a practicing physician, and so I see the same thing in my own office, where there are some people who are very enthusiastic about the vaccine, and they're lined up the first day it's available, um, and there are others that are more hesitant, and I think that's what you see replicated across the country. So that's not a surprise to me. 
again, my focus as a physician is just to be about making sure that my patients have the most accurate information and that their questions are answered um, so that I can help them to make the best possible choices. Doctor, one of those players with Ben Cole Beasley, clearly his comments about why he won't get the vaccine, and he's not the only one who probably feels that way, but would tell a, what would you tell a player who feels uncomfortable uh, about being vaccinated? Well, again, it's the same conversation I've had with many of my own patients, and that is, first of all, I think these vaccines are some of the most safe and effective vaccines that have ever been developed. Uh, it might seem that they were rushed in terms of the timeline, but it turns out that no steps were skipped. Um, there was an incredible amount of work that went into this this development process, and the reason that it was able to happen more quickly is because steps happened in parallel. They happened at the same time instead of sequentially one after the other, and the fact that a lot of money and a lot of attention and effort was brought to this. One little known fact that a lot of people don't recognize is that we've been searching for an HIV vaccine for a very long time, and almost all the laboratories and the, and the test groups around the world who've been working on that HIV vaccine turned their attention to the coronavirus vaccine. And so you had an enormous array of laboratory facilities and scientists who've been working in this area that all of a sudden all focused around one goal. And when you get that many smart people around the world working together at one very directed goal, things can happen very quickly. So I think this is a safe vaccine. I think it's one we can trust. And at this point, over a billion uh, shots that have been given that that we can that we can look to and, and have some degree of confidence in. Dr. Alan Sills joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline, the NFL's chief medical officer, of course, uh, at the forefront right now of, as the NFL gets into its new season, getting itself ready as we are hoping to be at the very end of this pandemic we've all endured over the last year and a half. I want you to listen to, if you could, though, please, for a second, Sam Acho, who uh, is a former linebacker and vice president of the NFLPA. And uh, he was on ESPN over the weekend, and he suggested that the NFL is trying to embarrass players who don't get the vaccine. Please take a listen. NFL can't force players to get vaccinated like they, like they can with coaches, but they can say, hey, if they can try and you know, divide. So, hey, if you're vaccinated, then you're free to do whatever you want. But if you're not vaccinated, we're going to ostracize you and make you uh, pretty much try to embarrass you in front of all your friends and peers. At the end of the day, I think you've got to let people make their own own decisions. So the first question I have for you, Dr. Sills, is where's the balance between recommending the vaccine uh, and, you know, beginning, reaching a point where players would feel like we're being forced or embarrassed into it, those who aren't comfortable with getting the vaccine? How do you guys handle that balance? Well, I think first and foremost, we've been very clear from day one that we're not going to mandate the vaccine. And we've said that together with the NFL Players Association. We want this to be an individual choice. I think the second thing is we're always focused around the, the health and the well-being of the entire team. And when you start thinking about putting protocols and policies in place, we are absolutely following the best scientific recommendations that we have, those that are handed out by the CDC and then those that are specifically adapted to our own football environment by the medical experts from both the NFL and the NFL Players Association. So these are decisions that are made together. The second thing is you've got to, again, focus on the safety of the entire team. And so that means taking whatever steps are necessary to keep unvaccinated people as safe as possible, as well as vaccinated uh, players, coaches, and staff. So that's what's driving the decisions and the protocols. It's not about embarrassing anyone or trying to you know, divide or, or, or make different categories, but, but it's about safety and well-being of everyone and the fact is, people who are unvaccinated are more vulnerable. 
uh, and they're going to have to take additional precautions to keep themselves safe and try to get us through an entire season the way we did in the 2020 year. So that's what's driving the protocols, uh, and, and it's strictly being led by those scientific recommendations. Doc, we saw the NFL's memo about the protocols being put in place for players that are vaccinated and for those that are not vaccinated. What went into the thinking, the process on putting those protocols together? It's the same process that we used uh, in 2020. That is, we got the best medical experts that we could find together, um, and we discussed things back and forth. And again, when I say we, I mean the NFL and the NFL Players Association. And we certainly looked at and learned from our experiences in 2020. What was it that worked? What was it that really seemed to keep us safe? What prevented spread within our clubs? Uh, unfortunately, COVID-19 hasn't gone away. It's still out there. And so, again, what steps can we put in place to try to prevent it from getting inside our club facilities? Because as all of you know, you're talking about a group of people who spend an enormous amount of time together over a seven-month period. So it is a uniquely vulnerable population. And we try to take that experience from 2020, update it with what we've learned since then, and also sprinkle in the, the idea of vaccination and how that makes safe, uh, a higher degree of safety for certain individuals. And that's how we came up with the protocols that you're referring to. We're, we're about, oh, I don't know, two months or so away from the start of the season. How can the NFL have a normal season? What needs to take shape for it to be a normal season? Well, I think first and foremost, we're going to continue to encourage people to be vaccinated. Um, At this point, we've got about 65% of our players that have uh, begun the vaccination process. We hope that number will continue to go up. And I think that's going to be one of the absolutely key factors to getting us through an entire NFL season. But I think the second thing is is what we did last year, which is to have this set of robust protocols to follow that roadmap uh, and have everyone pulling in the same direction. And then to continue to adapt those protocols as we learn more along the way. We learned a great deal during the season last year. We learned about transmission and what seems to drive transmission and how to best use the various types of tests that are available. So we'll have to do the same thing this year because while many people feel like, wow, this pandemic's over, there's nothing left to worry about, the medical community is telling us something different. And I think we'll have to stay on top of our game. We'll have to continue to monitor the situation carefully, follow those protocols, and then adapt them along the way based on what we're learning. Dr. Alan Sills, NFL Chief Medical Officer, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Are are we ever, and this might even just be opinion at this point, right? But as you said, as we're we're trying to get through this and and get back to what we would call a normal season, but knowing everything that you know and all the research that you've had to do for this to prepare protocols to prepare the league, will we ever reach a point where players won't ever need to be tested? Or is this, would this might become... A normal, even if it's occasionally testing, not as frequently as it has been, would testing just be something now you would want to do? Well, I think it depends on the overall state of the pandemic. The, the, the risk is always driven by the prevalence of a disease within society. You know, how many people are going to be exposed and where are they going to be exposed? So that's kind of go back to what I mentioned a minute ago about continuing to adapt. We'll just have to see where the data takes us. Um, we would all love to get to a point where we don't need to test. But again, that's going to be driven strictly by what's the risk and the vulnerability for everyone. But I think for, for the start of this year, as I said, even though disease rates are going down, COVID-19 hasn't disappeared. It still can be a severe disease in, in many populations. And so testing feels right to us at this point in time. But we'll continue to evaluate that data. We'll work together with the NFL Players Association and their medical leaders. And, and if we reach a point where we're all comfortable that testing is not needed, in order to keep everyone safe, then, then certainly, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be ready to address that. But I think that 
for now, it's very clear from our data that the testing needs to continue to be done at least at some frequency, even among vaccinated individuals when we start out. In the protocol, we're going to be testing them every two weeks. And for unvaccinated players, they'll continue with daily testing at the start. Dr. Seals, as we get football season going and, and as we look toward the future, the biggest event for the National Football League is clearly the Super Bowl. What type of discussions have you had with the league and the NFLPA in terms of the capacity within the stadium in Los Angeles? And did you have any conversations with the government, so to speak, in L.A. about the capacity in the stadium? Well, all of those decisions are always made in conjunction with the with the local officials, local and state officials. And, and by that, I really mean the local health officials. Each of these uh, jurisdictions has their own um, health leaders who we're always in consultation with. We worked with them extensively last year as we looked at capacity limits, and that's what we'll continue to do this year. So um, you're talking about an event that right now is, is roughly seven or eight months away. A lot can change between now and then, but we will continue those discussions again, at the local and the state, and also the federal level. We continue to communicate regularly with the CDC, the White House Task Force, and other units that are leading the the national response to this. So we want to make the most responsible decision. We want to do things that are driven by the science and by the data. And so we'll continue those conversations. But make no mistake, our goal would be to have a a stadium that's 100% full. Um, That's our goal for all our stadiums around the league. But again, it's got to be driven by the data and what tells us uh, what's going to be the safest possible environment for everything. Mm, Okay, that's all very good information there. Again, vaccinated players will still be tested every two weeks. Non-vaccinated would be daily. Uh, And also, Dr. Allen still is telling us 65% of players uh, have begun the vaccination process and hoping for that number to increase. This was uh, very informative. Thank you so much for the time this morning, Dr. Sills. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, Doc. See, See his picture? Yes. What is he wearing? A lab coat. And that's the only guy that I'm listening to. <laughs> <laughs> Usually is. Dr. Allen Sills on the Goodyear Hotline brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. But, uh, you know, that's the, that is, though, that part. Just quickly here again, just to recap, the testing, they will continue to test even vaccinated players, but it's every two weeks. Daily, if you're non-vaccinated, and remember, that was the biggest complaint of all players in all sports. It's that daily having to go early to get tested, to wait for the results. That's something that, that was part of it, and you will still have to do that. But he's at, he said 65% so far have begun that process. I'm okay with Hoping it. for it to increase. And, yeah, there are players like Cole Beasley who just are not going to do it, and I therefore there's going to have to be two sets yeah. of protocols. Uh, you you got to give room, though. I have friends who are trying to have their second kid, and they're not 100% sure how the vaccine plays into that, right? so they're waiting. So you don't know people's personal yeah. situations, yeah. But, but just get your test. Let's yeah. They're not forcing anyone to do anything. They're right. just letting you know that if you aren't, then this, this is, is what is, you're going to have to protocol do to, to do allow it. us mm-hmm. to have so there our business. And there shouldn't be any complaints about the protocols for that business. Right. It yep. just shouldn't be. Found it interesting also that he did leave it open. That I mean, testing, from everything that we know now about how viruses spread, you Listen, know, even if it just meant... Keep the mask, like, let's like all it, be It's better. just amazing what we've learned, mm-hmm. though, right? Especially how close a locker room is and how things can easily spread in a locker room. All right. So coming up, let's get back to this story, too. We need more on this from Monica. A snub with worldwide implications. That is next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and Sirius XM, Channel 80. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The amount, of, the amount of slander that happens on this show that I have noticed. <laughs> so bad. Like, it really does reach levels. Is it slander or libel? I mean, Key's so uh, smart. Key, which one is it's it? Not, it's, it's not libel. <laughs> it's slander. It's just strictly slander. No response from you? I'm not getting ready to play his game. Oh, Why do the, I need what, to play what, what game? game am I playing? Not you, the other dude on the other end. The other guy? The one that got hired because of his dad. Oh, he did not gosh. get hired because right. of his dad. Monica, every day. Mm-hmm. That's every what you day. say. I peeped. I don't say that. <laughs> well, you I don't base everything that I say on facts. I don't know what you're basing what you're saying on. <laughs> I, want, I want to know I, if I he can tell me the difference between slander and libel. The slander <laughs> is the, the slander <laughs> is basically... If you you want my definition of it, or you want the actual, <laughs> you, 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 you want the actual, the actual definition. definition. Go ahead and keep it. So, Please. Slander, slander is when you say something that's not factually true. Okay. Now, what else do you want me to say? What's libel? Well, slander is libel? about someone. About that's yeah, not about someone that's about not factually some, true or something yeah. or something. Yeah. You give an actual literal definition, not the key. Oh, definition. this is oh, this is the, oh, this is from the. Uh, I can't even come up with what a dictionary <laughs> name would be with your name in it, so let's just move on. The keyism. The keyisms. Yeah. All right, FYI. Words in the key of life. Both are defamatory statements. Yes. One is written. Yes. Libel. Oh, you guys. Are- yes. Thank Libel you. Is One is word. Right. Yeah. Finally. Or- See, this is why Monica's here. Georgetown Education actually knows the answer. <laughs> and third most famous oh, God. basketball player in the history of Georgetown basketball. That go. doesn't change why he got the job, though. I don't give a damn what y'all try to say. Okay. All right. He does a good. Fair enough. Hey, look, he does. He does. He does a good job, Jay. He does a good job. Hey, he does a really good job. Don't tell me this. He's actually. He's actually a great producer. One of the best I've ever worked with. There you go. He actually. There you go. He works. He works really, really hard. He calls you. He calls you. Gets you off the phone. Every hour. He sends ten emails every thirty minutes. He works hard. They're out. No, he's he, there's nothing wrong with Evan. Yeah. Nothing at all. But no, again, no, 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 don't do that. No conjunctions here now. We're not doing that. But because but here's a great a great jumping off point because it's again somebody that, that deserves the position that they're in. And that leads us to the uh, women's Olympic roster. Monica, we talked about this earlier in the show. 
And, and Neka Ogumake is somebody that has a resume that I feel like, do I have to read it? Okay, I'll read it for you. In fact, Shanae, her sister, tweeted this. Yes, let's go. And let's this. go. Mm-hmm. MVP of the WNBA, a champion as well. Six-time All-Star, four-time All-WNBA, four-time WNBA All-Defensive Team, two-time FIBA World Cup gold medalist, number one pick, rookie of the year, EuroLeague champion. Damn. Yeah, oh yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, yeah, one really of very going. few players who went to every Team USA camp, every single one, in the last five years, and in fact didn't play overseas because she was part of what Team USA was doing. So with all that being said, she was not included in the final roster that is headed to Tokyo for the Olympics, and that has caused a lot of frustration. And in fact, her coach, Derek Fisher of the Sparks, had this to say with about his frustration about uh, NECA being left off the roster. You know, we're, we're pissed, honestly. I think the thing about NECA is that, like, nothing has to be given to her. It's like she earned it, and she deserves it. I think that's the most frustrating and disappointing part. Like, that's the part that makes you angry the most. Now, Dawn Staley, the coach of the U.S. team, but she's not part of the selection committee. Mm-hmm. She suggested earlier this week that, that Neck's knee injury played a large role in that. But the belief is that she would have been healthy enough to play once we got to the Olympics. It, it, that, it, it's hard for me to even, based on just everything I know about her and her sister, the Sparks, but yeah. what you just read, that oh, it's enough. like, yeah. well, I, it ain't because she can't play. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be something else that So what is it, Monica? Because weird. you said you've got a lot to say about mm-hmm. this. And, of course, when you said that, there was 30 seconds left in the segment. <laughs> That's how radio goes. So let's go ahead and give you the floor. I mean, the simple is it's political, right? It's just very, very unfortunate that someone who's done everything that you've asked them to do and beyond and has the actual basketball resume, there are no favors here. Now, if you know historically women's national team, 2016, Candace Parker makes the team after missing 2012, which was like, what? Huh? Mm-hmm. Again, she went to Tennessee, right? Like, And then in 2016, when she's on the team, Pretty much garbage time minutes, right? Now, Candace had a great statement this week uh, in a post-game press conference. She was asked about it because, as you know, she is going as a broadcaster. And she's like, this is why I'm broadcasting. Because at what point are we going to acknowledge the politics of this and stop doing it as opposed to just talking about it? But what are the politics again? Yeah, I was what, say, what, the politics the are... Political. Yukon Huskies. What? Are the politics. And it was so... It, I, don't, I don't understand. Wait, is this a Gino Oriama thing? So I, Gino's a part of the selection committee. There's some other folks on the selection committee. If you went to Yukon, you have a very good chance to So there's a lot of ties Olympia. on the committee to Yukon? To Yukon, yeah. I would call that an unfair benefit. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's been so much written and said about it. Cindy Brunson joined me on my podcast, Buckets, Boards, and Blocks, this week to talk about it. Say that um, slower. Say that slower. Buckets, Boards, and Blocks, presented by Pure Hoops Media. Okay. Anyway, um, and we, we just talked about the history of this. Like, the, the good thing, I hate this for NECA, but that this has now become a much larger conversation. In 2016, if you were not a women's basketball consumer, you probably missed that Candace Parker was getting the short end of the stick, another MVP in our league, right? Now it is so glaring, particularly coming off of the bubble and all that NECA has represented for the WNBA, and quite honestly, someone like her not being on the team, having earned it, is wildly un-American in many ways, and we're talking about the Olympic team. Now, I am not naive to say if she's on, who's off. 
I think Nafisa Callier, a UConn alum, has time. She's young in her career. NECA is 31 and has done everything that she's been asked to do. There's also a case for Ariel Atkins, who I think is tremendous, won a championship with the Washington Mystics. It's early in her career. She'll have time. There are people who are willing to say that Diana Taurasi, who has a clavicle injury right now, who is slated to be back and ready to play for the Olympics, same timeline as NECA, there's people that are willing to weigh out those two. Now, I texted with my good friend Elena Beard, Jay, you know, Elena Duke girl, uh, and she feels like if if Diana and Sue are healthy, They've got to be on the squad, which I'll give you. But the other two names that I mentioned, there's some wiggle room. And for me, it's Nafisa Kalia that got Neka Agumake's spot. Mm. Monica, can you just kind of provide context for me so I can understand? Like, when you say the history, there's been a history of stuff like this. Like, how long has this been going on? Uh, 2012 was the big one that I remember, Jay, because Candace was left off. But I think if you, and I believe Asia Jones got her spot, who was a UConn alum. If you kind of dig into it, it's... (laughs) It's tough because, as Candace pointed out today, you probably could field three women's U.S. national teams and still be very successful on the world stage. Yeah. Like, that's how good the women that play ball here More, are. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, it should come down to their overall body of work, which is undeniable, and we take the colors of jerseys out of it. This week, uh, Vanderbilt, Shea Ralph just left UConn and took the assistant coaching job at Vanderbilt, and there was a tweet that linked Shay to all the Olympians, right? And it, it felt a little ill-timed because there's Shay and there's like 12 players around her who were good in their own right, but are they all Olympians? And the timing of it, acknowledging this very thick UConn tie to uh, the U.S. Olympic women's basketball, it just it felt very, very off. This is especially unfortunate because NECA is one of the most graceful and thoughtful people on the planet, not just in the WNBA. And you're hearing so many people go to back for her She's just going to take it on the chin because that's how she is. Yeah, yeah that's it, like real catty. It, I'm just listening to it. It's like it's funny because that's why you got to bring this to light because it yep. is something that is not talked about mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yet, if this was something on on a mainstream level, it would yeah. be a controversy. Yep. And the fact that there's a history to it, as you're pointing out, Monica, and the fact that it is somebody who is a accomplished player, a beloved player, a She's classy player, who probably MVP. doesn't want all this attention, right? But you're going to get it. She doesn't want this attention at all. She's the only MVP that has not been on the. So Olympic if you team. go to UConn, go to UConn, come oh, yeah. to UConn, and you'll benefit. have an opportunity to play on the Olympic team. Yeah, yeah, and, can, and we. Well, now you can get a laptop, and, <laughs> and you can play on the Olympic team. We had team. when they were doing the exhibition tour. Neca, Skylar Diggins, yeah. Smith. Sylvia Fowles came to MSG and I chatted with them. We did a whole segment. And again, not just saying all the right things because she has to practice, representing all the right things. She's been at every camp. How you keep moving the goalposts. You need more powerful voices to speak up about this in in that sport. More powerful voices, influential voices have to speak up about this. But it is definitely a controversy that we wanted to talk about. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting your small business. Is a big deal. Cover what you've worked so hard for. Visit progressivecommercial.com. Coming up, a KJZ first. That's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. One thing I learned about working this early in the morning is that comfort is really the fashion priority it's imperative right? like just be comfortable it starts there and uh i'm trying to learn how to do that by the way uh bobcat uh, pe on twitter said that when you come up with definitions on your own they should be called from the kisaurus so like we can that. we can start that now we'll have a kisaurus and it's keys definitions or how he feels like this is what this word means also is it premature for our service for ben simmons time in philly are we gonna do that can you do it on friday when i'm here no, because oh. then we'll get we'll get hammered again for in trouble. I don't care. You you guys pay attention to social media and people get mad on social media and they don't like the fact that we are poking fun at the gospel of Baptists or whatever they you know whatever church and so, sermon and I feel service. Like you I thought you said like stay that. off social media. No, kid. no, no, say, no. no I I didn't say I was on social media. I just oh. said social media. People, I'm mm. telling people like you that's very mm. sensitive to it. And, I'm, I'm cool, and, though. I'm, and yeah, right. Monica is very sensitive all the to it. And hey, Kevin Durant. You know, you. So you just want to make sure we don't go down that avenue. I'm trying to protect you. us. If I was sensitive to it, I would not have put McThirsty out on the show. So, Well, we already know. He'd just be saying stuff <laughs> and then trying to tell you that's what it is, Monica. Just because Keith say it, don't make it. Once the deal is done. Once the deal is done. Keyshawn J. Wills has been presented by Progressive of insurance monica mcnutt in with us today mcthirsty in with us today as well but I, i'm i'm disappointed that you aren't like what'd you do yesterday you had a big, oh, big no, day with cool. the kids I took yesterday my kids to the russell wilson fashion show uh they walked the walked the runway and That's did the great. whole deal it was, was a cool. great experience no, it was good. No, but you don't share pictures though? i didn't see you. nothing on the on i didn't the, take i didn't the take the, the pictures I let mama take all the pictures. I was holding the baby and watching, right. you know, and they pictures right to Facebook, right to Facebook, right to Facebook. Right yeah, to Facebook. they did all right that. All so that I, yeah, I'm just yeah. watching. So they, so you didn't do it. You didn't walk the no, runway. You don't get no, dressed. I haven't, I haven't please? walked the runway in quite some time. No, oh, you, but you have. Can you please yeah. show Many us times. your walk? You, you did no, a, I'm not Keith, showing you my come walk. Come on, right? The, no. The ESPN news people can no. see if you just come this way. No. You got, you, but you feel like you're, you're, you're a fashion guy? Like you, you're into Oh, I'm straight. Yeah, I'm good. I didn't ask you that. I asked you if you fashion. <laughs> I'm good. I, I'm I can, when I when I need to get down, I know how to get down when I need to. Mm-hmm. That means when I need to dress a certain way. Monica. Yeah. Yes. Can we assess some things? Let's do this. I'm so mad you're punking out on your walk. Boo key. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we did talk about what he wore on Jay Leno one uh-huh, time. Uh-huh. What's wrong with that? Should I, we? Yeah, let's go back to it. Well, What's wrong with that? What year was this, actually? This was, what year we won the Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't even remember. 04, right? Whatever year we won the Super Bowl. 03? Whatever year that was, I don't even remember. I think I mean, it's you the look, headband for it's, me. But it's the whole thing. Yeah, the headband <laughs> is the why Nelly I headband. Like, you look like, it's like, it's like you, you, Q, Rich, and Darius Miles are all teammates right now. Like, that's, <laughs> knuckleheads. The, <laughs> yeah, you're all knuckleheads. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Take it. Hold on. <laughs> Bron wore headbands too. Dude. Mm. Ah, These LeBron was nineteen. Yes, I compared myself to LeBron. I absolutely. How did. old were you in that though? In in '03, you were a grown ass yeah, man. You were a grown ass man by then. <laughs> but what is um? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> 
What does it mean I was a grown-ass man? It's just a headband. Do you not? You dressed like you were going to middle school on the Jay Leno <laughs> show. Have you, you ever? You yourself to LeBron when LeBron was like 18 ever, years ever, old, man. Ever? You like 29 have in the you picture. Ever. But was that just you or were you styled? No, that's me. That was just that's you. Like, okay. That, that okay. was the style. Oh, so you chose that. That was the style. Professional athletes, for whatever reason, in the hip-hop world back then, was this, this, was this pre- whole... This was pre-David Stern. Wait, is that? Oh, a, wait, 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 wait. At a closer look, is that a visor? Yeah. Are you wearing a golf visor? Oh, it's not a headband. Backwards? It's not a headband. That's no. It's a head. It's the visor. It's the visor with the elastic headband. You know, kind of. So you're in the studio, not under sun, and you're wearing a visor. And I got on the Mitchell. And I got on the Michelin Ness. Uh, Pete Maverick, Hall of Famer jersey, like Mitchell and Ness, number yes. one. Oh, Mitchell and Ness was rocking back then, right. off it, the charts. It was rocking. I got Those all A ones, white, not black ones. Uh-huh. Does that mean you about Do to we have any bank? other photos that we can? Black ones, oh, man. Black ones mean you about oh, to Oh, what about on draft night, Monica? I right, see. I say you that's. Know, Zara I think that's very '96. I think that's cool. Now Zara. in women's, and I that's really want it. Wait, what? <laughs> so there's literally Zara. If you hear this, I'd love to get. Oh, that, that that's. Oh, I was coming out. from working out. You look like you're about to go get on the grill. That's just, that's I was just, coming from working out. That's that's that's, that's key at work every day. Like that's your much, that's your choice of working out. You tall for flood pants though. All like, right. Last yesterday we was chilling. Like you're a are you a lifeguard? Is no, that, man, it's just a sweatshirt, man. But, no, but that's a lifeguard sweatshirt. Yeah, I'm a tourist. I didn't know you were a trained lifeguard. You don't no, swim. No, I can't swim. You don't swim. But you are you a lifeguard. swim, but you you're a trained lifeguard. It. You got to fake it. <laughs> you're guarding life in other ways. Yes. It, but I also... Can you please dig up that oh visor? No, but I want y'all... I sent y'all an article. I want Smarty Pants Evan to read it when we come back. Okay, we'll read it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.